Hey everyone, it's Celine. The Dreamcatcher podcast recently celebrated its fifth anniversary. Since 2018, we have done over 130 interviews with prominent thought leaders in personal growth and spirituality. If you recently joined our community, you may have missed some of the great guests we have had in the past. That's why I decided to republish two older interview episodes per month so that you can enjoy content from the past. I hope you like listening to this past episode as much as our newer content. Be sure to subscribe, share, and rate this podcast if you haven't already. Thanks. Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where you'll receive a boost of inspiration, practical advice, and tools to maximize your success and personal happiness. And that's not all. You'll also get plenty of guidance on how you can use your gifts, talents, and compassion to contribute towards making the world a better place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a preview of what's in store and to also receive a free ebook. To sign up, simply visit www.thedreamcatch.com. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to the host of the Dreamcatcher podcast, Celine Chinoy. Hey everyone, and welcome to a Dreamcatcher interview podcast special. How would your life be better if you could actually read minds? You'd know who to trust, who to go into business with, who to date. You'd be able to negotiate more effectively, and you'd be a person of influence. With over a decade of experience as a professional mind reader, my guest in this episode is a master at this. Jonathan Pritchard is an entertainer turned speaker, coach, and author who specializes in human behavior, success psychology, motivation, and communication. For the past decade, he's been on TV and toured the world as a mentalist, which has given him unique insight into why people do what they do and how to leverage that process to create a custom-fit life. During my conversation with Jonathan, he offers key insights into how the human mind works and how we can tap into its power. His techniques can be used to better understand ourselves and others in our life. We also talk about topics such as mentalism, telepathy, and eliminating limited thoughts. Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. As my grandpa says, any day above ground is a good day. <laughs> okay. I'm excited <laughs> to be talking to you today about a very intriguing topic, which is mentalism and learning about the art and the science behind the ability to read people's mind. So thank you for making the time to share your knowledge about this topic with us today. You are super welcome. It's literally what I've devoted my life to so anytime I get to, to share my passion with the world, I, I deeply appreciate it. Great. So let's start our conversation by learning more about you and your journey. How did you become a professional mind reader? And when did you discover that you had this gift? Well, it, it didn't happen overnight. It's It's been a, a lifelong process. And uh, 
it, it started all the way back when I was about five, six years old, and I saw a magician on the Johnny Carson show. Uh, that's that's how far back it goes, and and the magic just struck me. It was it, it was amazing. May I ask which magician it was? Yeah, it was Lance Burton. Oh, okay. who yeah, is one of the most phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. He's retired now, but yeah, in his heyday, he unparalleled, right? And and just seeing him do what he could do just blew my mind. I mean, he was he was doing his job, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. the the whole goal of a magician. So then. Uh, I was in elementary school and I found uh, a beginner's magic book at the the library at my elementary school. And then I basically kept it checked out as often as I could check it out and, and tortured my family with horrible magic tricks. (laughs) And, and they were very, very patient with me. And over the years, I got better and better at it and, and just kept it up as a hobby, but I was super shy. And the summer I was 13, I, I learned how to juggle from my dad, and then I happened to be in a summer program every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon. I would go to the local recreation department and uh, go to that, that program, and it was run by a retired street performer from South Florida uh, who had spent his life being a clown and a juggler. So he goes, oh, you know how to juggle? Well, do you want to learn how to juggle pins? I'm like, yeah, sure. So it took me about a week to do that. And then after I learned how to do that, he goes, well, now that you can juggle pins, do you want to set them on fire? Like, wait, what are you talking? What? <laughs> but yeah, juggling torches is exactly like juggling pins. It's just one end is on fire. Yeah, it'll be fine. So that's how I learned how to juggle fire when I was 13. And that's what got me out in front of audiences, in front of people. I didn't have to say anything, but I could juggle fire and people would be freaking out. I was like, man, that's amazing. So that kind of was my positive reinforcement of being in front of a group of people. And then from there, uh, I just kind of learned that the mind reading tricks uh, just seemed to freak people out in a way that finding their card never did. So I was like, well, that's cool. Let me do that. So then I kind of specialized in mind reading tricks. And in college, I got interested in understanding not only how the tricks work, but why they're possible in the first place, right? Like what is weird about human mental wiring that makes the experience of a magic trick even possible? So then that's been a a rabbit hole that I've devoted uh, the rest of my life to is understanding how people think and how to, to leverage that process to be a better communicator. So that's kind of the heart of all of my work is leveraging human psychology to make higher quality connections with people. Yeah, you share all that information in your book, Think Like a Mind Reader. And I'm curious, you mentioned that, you know, our whole life can benefit from the power of organized thinking. Could you please elaborate on your statement? Yeah, most people, they think all day long. They've been thinking their whole life but they don't take the time to understand what thinking is and how the mind actually works. So there's phenomenal potential. They, they can do incredible things. It's just their thinking is disordered 
They don't have a way of pulling it into alignment and understanding how the system works in order to put it to work for themselves, right? So it's kind of like the mind controls them instead of them controlling their mind. And the first step is kind of organizing your thoughts, gaining control over how your thoughts play out, being aware of how you think, why you think the way that you do, and then finding a system of pulling it all into the same direction, right? So you kind of got to get all of your resources organized before you can actually make use of them. And most people go their whole lives without ever even thinking twice about how they think. Right. I, I, and I think it's mostly because they, they just don't devote enough time to it. And uh, people just think it's a lot of work to kind of dig in and invest some time into introspection. Exactly. They go, well, this is going to take too much time. And I always like to think, you know, what's going to take more time dealing with all the problems and issues that you create by your, your lack of understanding of how you think. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's going to take more time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what helps me is writing, you know, cause I am a writer. So if I just pen my thoughts down, it's amazing how everything starts to make more sense when I actually give structure to, to whatever I'm, whatever, to my thoughts, as you mentioned. Exactly. Writing is kind of the, the process of encapsulating your thoughts. And if somebody reading what you've written can't understand what it is you're trying to communicate, ooh, you're not as good a communicator as you thought you were, right? Because right, yeah. everybody thinks, oh, I talk all day long. I think all day long. Therefore, I'm good at it. Yeah. Like, nope. Duration and how long you've been doing something has zero impact on the quality of the work that you do. Right. Right. I totally agree with you. I think also being able to speak about your ideas. I mean, what do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. Because I think almost entirely in pictures. I'm a very visual thinker and I see relationships between ideas and thoughts in this kind of three-dimensional web work of associations. So every single thing or idea I think about is connected to 11 other different things that I could be thinking about. So I'm very associative and, and referential in my thinking, which is not a clear-cut logical A, then B, then C way of thinking. So clear communication skills don't come naturally to me. So I had to learn how to organize my thoughts in a coherent way that other people would be able to understand. So oftentimes people like to excuse themselves from, from the hard work of, of learning how to organize their thinking by saying, well, it's easy for you, Jonathan, because it's just so natural. This is just the way that you are. Like, no, it's not the way that I am, but it is a way that I've learned to be, right? So it's a skill. It, it's not just some in, endowed gift or thing I was born with. It's a skill that I've practiced and cultivated in order to get good at because I recognized just how powerful the skill of communication is because the quality of your relationships are that their upper limit is the upper limit of your ability to communicate clearly, right? So it's, it's the most essential skill that you can have in life. Absolutely. 
And um, how does that tie to the ability to read people's minds? You say you, we can use this power to improve various areas of our life. So what is the secret behind, behind this ability and how can we apply it in our everyday life? Right. The, the secret is understanding yourself and how your mind works. And then once you really, truly, deeply understand that, that unlocks the ability to connect with other people in a deep, meaningful way. And, and that's why I wrote the book, Think Like a Mind Reader, instead of Be a Mind Reader. Oh, yeah. Right? Because that's interesting. being psychic, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> like, if people were genuinely psychic, that would totally revolutionize science and physics and everything that we know. However, you can be such a good communicator that it is like you are psychic. You are like a mind reader. So the example I always like to give is if I'm sitting on a park bench with, with my girlfriend and a, and a pretty woman runs by and I, I just kind of watch her run by, my girlfriend slaps me, you know what everybody in that situation was thinking without having to be psychic, That's right? True. Yes, yes. It's, yeah. it's a function of the context, the pre-existing relationship and the nature of, of the relationship, right? Right. So once you understand how the, the fundamental processes of, of human mind and then the specific context of this person and my relationship with them and the previous baseline experience that I've had with them, I now have a context to understand and have a reasonable expectation of the kinds of things that they would be thinking about right now. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's at the heart of good communication is seeing the world through the mind of the person you're trying to communicate with and then put your ideas in terms and in contexts that they would be able to understand and appreciate. Don't you think that this ability is, is enhanced with more life experience? Because it seems like you have to draw this knowledge from your intuitive abilities. I've noticed that the more, like the older I get, it's easier for me to predict certain situations and therefore I make better decisions. It's because I've been through that in the past. So I kind of know what to expect. Exactly. So that, that's why the, the more experience you have, the broader range of life you've been living, uh, the more, the more out of your comfort zone you can get, the more, experience you can bring to every relationship and find different ways of trying to connect with different people. So yeah, so staying locked in your own idea of how you think things are is the fastest way to stagnate and to reduce the quality of your communications, right? So the more that you read, the more experiences you have, the more you travel, the more life you live, the more life you can bring to the party, basically. Interesting. So what you're saying is the ability to read people's minds is really the ability to, to kind of anticipate what can happen based on your experience. And it's not really like, you know, a magical kind of psychic ability. Right, right. It, it's just being so phenomenally good at asking questions and understanding people and, and communicating with people instead of just talking at them or talking through your own mindset, but really being open to the, the things that every single person that you meet every day, all day long 
everybody has something that they can teach you. And being open to that and being open to connect with people in an open, honest way without compromising your own integrity, you would be amazed at the things that you can learn and share with everybody that you meet. Oh, I absolutely love that approach. It just seems so genuine and so, you know, it comes from the place of curiosity. And yeah, I absolutely love that. Right. Yeah. That I, I've always said it's like, if you uh, follow your passion, right? Passion burns out sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, oh, the, the passion was burning bright. You know, you know what else is burning bright? The barn. The barn is burning <laughs> down. Your passion is destroying your life. Yeah. Right? Well, I've got a great job that's providing for my family and, and makes it possible to travel the world. But, you know, my passion is underwater basket weaving. So I'm going to follow my passion. And then three years later, nobody's bought your e-course on underwater basket weaving. And now you're broke and three years behind. Well, your passion just destroyed your life. Way to go. <laughs> right? So I've always said, like, follow your curiosity. If yeah. you're, and even if you're not passionate about something, there's got to be something you're curious about. Yeah. So follow your curiosity and just be curious about life. And and uh, it's like my dad told me the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard when I was growing up. He goes, son, you can go through life as though everything is a miracle or as nothing is a miracle. And it was years later, I realized he was quoting Einstein. Yeah. But, you know, it's my dad. My dad's <laughs> the smartest man alive. So. <laughs> That's uh, so yeah, that's that I would rather go through life as though it were a miracle than as though nothing were amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just having that kind of perspective just completely changes the whole game. I really don't think like people who are cynical and who tend to focus on the negative, they, they, they can't possibly have enjoy life. You know, it's not possible when you look at life through that lens. Right, right. It, I mean, just given the sheer unlikelihood of being born, just just right there, the fact you're alive is such a spectacular miracle against the odds. But the odds of you being born are 100% because you were born. Yes. Right? <laughs> so you are a living, breathing, walking miracle of a meat-covered skeleton that runs off electricity. Like, <laughs> tell me something that would, that's more amazing than that, right? There isn't. There isn't anything. When you put so it that way. You are, right, like you are an embodied miracle in a literal sense. You are embodied miracle. That's phenomenal. Oh, and you're bored because your phone is taking too long to talk to the internet? Like, come on. Like, it's a, it, waking up every day is amazing. So, yeah, I, I just, I have a difficult time appreciating cynicism and, and the, the ability to be bored because, holy cow, oh I have God. the rest of eternity of being dead to be bored, right? <laughs> I only have this one life and then it's, and then it's lights out, man. <laughs> I know so there's just I so have much this... to do and there's just so much to see there's so much you can achieve and contribute to the world exactly look if you're bored of being alive that says more about your lack of imagination and the ability to appreciate the miracle of life absolutely. than it is for life being boring absolutely yeah 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay, so yep. another topic that I want to ask you about is telepathy, which is kind of related to reading minds. Um, and, um, you know, the formal definition of telepathy, for those who don't know it, is the ability to transmit emotions, words, and messages uh, to others via uh, thoughts. What is your take on this? And is it really possible to communicate with others in this way? In the, the traditional uh, psychic ability of the supernatural power of direct mind-to-mind -mind communication with no words or anything like that, I've not seen any evidence of that that wouldn't be explained by a statistical anomaly, right? But having said that, um, to me, reading and, and language is telepathy, right? Because think about it. As an author, I had ideas and ways of seeing the world and thinking about things. And then I trapped those ideas in words on a page that then I trapped between two covers and call it a book. And now that book can sit on the shelf for years. Exactly. And then somebody I've never met can walk, pick up that book, open it up, read those words, and now they have my thoughts in their mind. To me, that is the most incredible magic that human beings have ever figured out is, is language and communication. Right. And, and that, that could be your legacy. You know, that is, can continue to live on even after you're long gone. Right, right. It, it's what do you create with your time on this planet? That's your legacy. So I don't have time for critics. I don't have time for tearing stuff down. I'm too busy creating my own reality and my own work to stand long after I'm gone. Right, right. Um, and that's very empowering. I mean, but what if we are our own critic? I mean, we have limiting thoughts and fears. And what do we do about that? What are some steps that we can take to overcome those limiting thoughts and make some positive shifts in our life in the process? Yeah, I call that Frank. I, I, I call my inner critic Frank. Okay. He has a name. Okay. And his name is Frank. And Frank loves to tell me why I shouldn't do things and why I'm not ready and why this is going to be garbage and why I should just uh, sit on the couch and watch Netflix instead. Right? <laughs> why, why nothing I do is going to be good enough and nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to look at it. Right. I, I have all those. Right. I have all of those things inside of me. And then I just go, hey, Frank. I know that you're coming from a place of love. This is the best way you know how to take care of me, which is to foresee potential negatives and to help me avoid pain by not doing things that might lead to pain later. So I know that, that you're trying to help me, but it's not so helpful. I have heard you. I have taken your concerns into consideration. And if you would, please go back to your room and close the door while I continue on with my day. Right. So I just accept that it's there and then do it anyway. Right. Yeah. And if if your goal or your next step is too big and you think you can't do it, well, lower the bar until it's stupid obvious that you could do it. Right. 
it might be that your crowning achievement of today is getting out of bed. I've been there where that was the most amazing part of my day was that I got out of bed. Right. Right. So I frame success in terms of what I can do today that can take me one step farther. And then when you set your goals so low that you can't not achieve them, you prove to yourself that no matter how awful it is, you can still do something, right? right. So if, if your goals are too lofty, do just bring those goals down to, to <laughs> where you could do it. And then you go, well, at least I could do that. And if you just do, at least I could do that every day, well, you're going to make so much more progress than looking all day at what you can't do. Because if you spend every day looking at what you can't do, you know what you didn't do? What you could have done. Okay. Yeah. You know, what helps me is breaking down the steps and kind of trying to do each step within a short frame of time. I mean, I used to be really hard on myself. And I think I kind of use the method that you mentioned, naming that inner critic and then kind of dialoguing with it and working with it so that it becomes like a, um, you know, a, a, a beneficial partnership. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There, there are two details that I'd love to touch on, which is first, uh, I found that a lot, oftentimes when I break it down into steps, I get overwhelmed going, holy crap, there's so much to do and no time okay. to do it. Okay. And then I don't do anything. Right. <laughs> because I, I get that kind of choice paralysis. There's too much to do and I feel overwhelmed and I'm just going to ignore it. So that's why I just I limit the time frame to what in the next five minutes could I do that might make my day better? <laughs> right. So so if if you break it down into steps and then you're just sitting there going, holy cow, this is no way I'm going to do this. You know, what? just shorten your time frame, shorten your time frame. And for the next minute, you know what? At least I could just focus on my breathing for the next minute. Awesome. You just did something fantastic. Right. So that's that's how I kind of over I, I avoided the overwhelm of, oh, my God, this is too many steps. Yeah. And the, the second one is I, I don't even dialogue with Frank because I found in my experience, I wound up arguing with Frank. Right. I would argue with him. No, Frank, you're wrong. And he'd be like, I'm not wrong. You just wait and see. Right. <laughs> so I learned that if I talked with Frank it always devolved into an argument. And now he's spending time arguing with Frank instead of proving Frank wrong, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I, the only thing I do is I go, Frank, thank you so much for, for caring about me and the way that you do. I appreciate it. You've been heard. You can go back to your room now. Right? So so I don't even give Frank a chance to argue with me. <laughs> so you kind of take hold of the reins and you don't even let Frank have a voice. It seems. Well, I, he speaks up, he talks, he goes, you're going to fail. This is going to be stupid. It's all going to go wrong. And instead of going, no, it's going to go right. Frank, you just watch it. Right. I just go, you know what? Thank you so much. I, I appreciate your input, Frank. Okay. Right? So I don't, I don't try to shut him up or argue with him or prove him or trying to debate him because it's just me. I'm just debating with myself. And since I came up with it in the first place, it could go on forever. 
right? Because there's no end to my imagination and my creativity. Right. I could imagine a million different ways things could go wrong. Absolutely. And then trying to prove myself wrong or like argue myself right, I, it could never end. So that's why I just go, hey, thank you so much, Frank. I appreciate it. Right. There's no pushback. I don't I don't offer resistance because if I are if I offer resistance, now we have something to fight about. But if Frank pushes me and there's nothing there for Frank to push, I go, yeah, that's a great point. Thank you so much. You are heard. I understand you. Oh, he understands me. OK, I said my piece and that's all I have to say. And what gave you the confidence to be able to do that? Because a lot of people are wondering, like, how, how do they start? How do they do that? How do they take charge of their life and, and take charge of their thoughts? What's, what's the first you, step that they you, can take is what I'm asking. You really start slow. You, you start so infinitesimally small that you can't not win, right? That's why it's like, today I'm just going to wake up and be awake for 10 hours today. That's it. That's all I have to do. And then when you do that, you showed yourself, well, at least I did that, right? So that's, that's kind of the, the way that you develop confidence is you set the bar so low that you prove yourself right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So and we need that, we that, need that, that encouragement to keep going. Right. Well, it's kind of like, um, you, you don't need, well, I'm in Chicago and say, I want to go to San Francisco. I want to drive there. I can't see San Francisco from Chicago, nor do I have to, to get there. All I need to see is the road that's right in front of me. I just need to see a half mile in the distance. That's it. And enough half miles covered, I've covered the distance between where I am and where I want to be. No matter how slow I'm going, it's still progress. Absolutely. Yeah, so what we should be aiming for is progress. Right, right. And oftentimes, people who feel like there's no progress, uh, I call it quantum progress. So think of it like an atom with electrons. And something really cool about electrons is they kind of stay in their own orbit. As far away from the radius, uh, from the nucleus as they are, they just kind of stay there. And they could absorb a lot of energy before they leap to a higher level orbit, right? So they don't just gradually go from this orbit and then expand out until they're in the next orbit. They stay in that lower orbit until they've absorbed enough energy until they instantly go pop to the next level, right? So what most people think of as a plateau isn't really a plateau they are just absorbing enough life experience and understanding at their current level until they finally, they just wake up to the next level of progress, right? So progress isn't flat plateaus. It's that you are accruing enough experience at this level until you just transform to the next level. So it's kind of reaching that, that tipping point, that threshold until you move to the next level. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like you want to go to this nightclub and it costs $20 to get in. You have $10. Nope, not going to get in. Well, I have $11. That's more than 10. Yeah, but that's still not 20. Come back when you got 20. Well, I got 15. Can I get in now? Nope. 
<laughs> you're not getting in <laughs> until you have 20. So even, even <laughs> a lot of people mistake stagnation and a plateau with not making progress, but you really are. You're accruing enough life experience points until you can get into the, the next level of awareness, the next level of skill and confidence. Everything is progress. Right, right. Wow, uh, Jonathan, we could we could seriously talk for hours, but you know, I I've <laughs> enjoyed our conversation today. It was just so fascinating. I feel like I've learned a lot, and I'm sure that my listeners feel the same way. Well, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I I could talk for hours about this stuff. This is literally what I think about all day, every day. So yeah, there, there's no end to the wonder and mystery of being alive. So thank you so much for letting me share uh, my enthusiasm for, for being alive. Sure. And before we part ways, could you please let everyone know where they can learn more about you and what you offer? Absolutely. Uh, you can find my books and, and video courses that will help you rewire your mind and all my social media. Everything is at likeamindreader.com, where I'll teach you how to negotiate, present, sell, influence like a mind reader, and uh, just transform your life by transforming how you think about things. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, I certainly appreciate it. And right back at you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.